Angie has made it easier than ever to connect with skilled professionals to get all your jobs projects done well. I absolutely love this because, you know, if you own a home, it can be really hard to maintain. It's hard to find people that can help you for a big project or a small. Well, whether it's in everyday maintenance and repairs or making dream projects a reality, it can be hard just to know where to start. But now all you need to do is answer that and find a skilled local pro who will deliver the quality and expertise you need. Angie has over 20 years of home service experience, and they've combined it with new tools to simplify the whole process. Bring them your project online or with the Angie app, answer a few questions, and Angie can handle the rest from start to finish. Or help you compare quotes from multiple pros and connect instantly, which means you can take care of just about any home project in just a few taps, because when it comes to getting the most out of your home, you can do this when you Angie that. Download the free Angie mobile app today or visit Angie.com. That's A-N-G-I dot com. Going in raw is now a CastBox original. CastBox is the fastest growing, highest rated podcast app on both iOS and Android, where you can find all your favorite podcasts. You can still listen to Going In Raw wherever you get your podcasts, but we hope you'll give CastBox a shot. We think it's the best. Hey guys, this is Charlotte, and you're watching Going In Raw. What's up, it's your girl, Sasha Banks, Legit Foster. You are watching Going In Raw. You like that? What's up? This is the most must-see WWE superstar of all time and his lovely, gorgeous wife. Marie. <laughs> and you are going in SmackDown Live. This is the glorious one, Bobby Roode. And you're watching Going In Raw. Hey, Brendo, Steve here. And Larson. Yeah, welcome to Going In Raw, the only pro wrestling podcast you're going to be listening to right here. YouTube.com forward slash Stephen Larson. This is the coffee talking right now. Wow, what a night. We stayed up all night watching New Japan Pro Wrestling's Dominion 2018. Wow. We had a, a plethora. At one point, we had like 800 people in Granite, I know. You know, this is just on the Pacific Coast. It ran from midnight until around 4.30-ish, 4.45. And then we broke down. We came over here. We we didn't break down. We broke down our little set in there, brought our stuff in here to do the recap, at which point, once this is done with, by the time anybody's watching this, I'm out. Yeah. I'm hoping. Yeah. I am out. I'm probably going to be eating a donut. Hopefully, I'll get a couple hours of sleep before uh, Alabama wakes me up, which will absolutely happen. Yeah, I'm not sure if that's gonna. Um, before be the we case. B- before we could carry on, um, I, one of the the prop bets was how long the match was gonna be. What was it? Guess sixty six. Yep. <laughs> oh no! Well. I went over by one minute. My, one minute. I thought it was going to be 65 and under. It ended up being 66 minutes. 66 I, I had minutes a feeling, and 11 seconds. I had a feeling that was going to be the case. I'm okay with that, though. So Because in the end, we all won. Yeah, we really did. What a main event. What a what show. What a card. So here's the thing. like Throughout the entirety of the show, I didn't I, – I, I mean, I felt there's tired and then there's tired. Sometimes, so I've been up for almost 24 hours now. Mm-hmm. 
During the show, I didn't feel any of it. I was entertained from start to finish. And the way New Japan does their shows, especially these major ones where the card is stacked, yeah. they could run a four-and-a-half-hour show, but it goes by. like It feels like it's two hours. Yeah, it, it's funny because we, we jokingly made the comparison during the show. or I think, was it Alex C? I, I forget who it was. It might have been Alex C. It might have been somebody else who said, you know, 35 minutes into Backlash... I'm already sitting there looking at my phone. You're, I forget, I forget what he said, but you were sleepy. looking sleepy. And that was like in the late afternoon, early evening. Yeah, that's probably about 5, 30, 6 o'clock. But, you know, we, it was, you know, 1 o'clock, 2 o'clock, 3 o'clock, 4 o'clock. And we were enthralled. And by the, the end of that main event, the last 15 minutes, my heart was pounding. Yeah. The drama, high. Yeah. Tension, yeah, high, yeah. Couldn't wait to see the result because I had no idea. Yeah, so we had a lot of title changes. It, I would, I would really love. It's so funny, man. I would really love to get into the mind of the 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 New Japan head writers, Gato, Jado, whoever does the actual, because I wonder if what. Services what? Does the rest of the card service this huge main event title change? Because going into the main event, there's already been so many title changes. Mm-hmm. It leads you to believe that we're not going to see another one. Mm-hmm. Okada's reign in general made me think, well, we're not going to see well, it we, here. We've learned not to bet against Okada. Right, exactly. Um, and the build wasn't, you know, the build wasn't. This was simply Okada challenging Omega again. Yeah. Not a huge build. Um, and so, I, but, you know, by the end, by the time the title change happened, the match itself made sense for the title change. Regardless mm-hmm. of anything that happened before it, the match itself, it made perfect sense by the time it finished. Of course, leading into the San Francisco show, the Cow Palace show, um, it also makes a lot of sense. Oh, yeah. It makes, it makes a ton of sense. Um, and so it was a very, very interesting, uh, uh, title change. Um, and one that, that makes sense. We're going to go over that in a, in a little bit. Let's kick it off with the beginning of the show. Yeah. So the show kicked off with Rapongi 3k challenging El Desperado and Kanamaru for the junior heavyweight tag titles. This is a pretty quick match, pretty breezy fun. Yeah, yeah, it was fun. Um, uh, in the end, though, the the team from Suzuki Goon mm-hmm. um, went back to their old dastardly ways. Yeah, um, because uh, Kanemaru hits Show with a whiskey bottle while the ref wasn't looking. Yeah, Desperado rolls him up, gets the win. Those junior tag titles stay in Suzuki Goon. Yeah, I knew so little. I know so little about this division. I until well after the match, you thought Rapongi 3K walked in as champions. No. Yeah, so I, I figured they were champions. I don't think that would have changed. That this is the only match we differed on. Yeah, differed on going into it. It wouldn't have changed anything if if I knew Suzuki Yun had the titles. I probably still would have said Rapongi 3K would have got the titles. They're just they're, they're a really cool looking team. They are. They're a fantastic young couple of guys who are just fantastic wrestlers. Would have figured they'd have got him. So I'll, I'll totally admit that I got that one wrong. Um, 
After that, we had a fair, well, not a meaningless match. It served a story. Yeah, they're building up to, to juice. They're going to put that title on them. They're going to put that U.S. Jay title White, on them. Probably. And it's going to be an upgrade from Jay White. It is. Oh, juice man. has paid his dues. Yeah, he has. I joked about it. I joked about I him during like, the live I just stream. Feel he's like a good wrestler. Jay White has a much higher ceiling. Yeah, but he's really young. I know. And his ceiling, so his ceiling is way, is way higher at a much later date. Oh, I know. That's the thing. The, right now, right now, he's below where that belt really should be. Oh, I know. And I feel like Juice is a really, really good next step for mm -hmm. that title mm -hmm. because he kind of brings it up a little bit. He's little been bit. paying his dues for a yeah, little while. Yeah, he's, he's really won over the crowds. Yeah, big Japan. time. Yeah. yeah, for sure. Yeah. That, that much is obvious. Juice Robinson, Dave Finley versus Jay White, Yoshihashi. Um, I mean, I guess Juice and Dave, Dave Finley, they're Taguchi Japan. Yeah. Right? Yeah. And then obviously Jay White, Yoshihashi. Chaos. Chaos. Yeah. yeah. Um, but uh, Juice got the pin. It was a fun match. Yeah, it was a fun match. And then, uh, you know, we were expecting Yoshihashi to be the one taking the pin. But no, it was, it was, it was Jay White. Yeah, I didn't really realize that they were... Builder, like I, I think they've been teasing Juice Robinson and Jay White mm -hmm. to do something, and it makes sense following Dave Finley um, challenging, right? Yeah, Jay White, yeah, um, and they've had that match. Apparently, it was pretty good. Yeah, it makes sense for Juice to be next in line concerning his friendship with Dave Finley. He got the win over Jay White with Pulp Friction. Yep. Uh, after that, talk oh, about man. a fun match. Oh, I mean, here's the thing. Like, so the first two matches were fairly breezy. Yeah. And that was smart. Yeah. You know, you get through them. It's fun. It's a lot of dudes. You get Rapongi 3K. They're great. Um, and then, uh, and then yeah, the Juice Robinson, all that stuff. And then you get Suzuki and Zack Sabre Jr. versus Ishii and Yano. And essentially, yeah, look, Yano and Zack Sabre Jr., they were in the match. No, this is essentially they Ishii, were in the match. Ishii versus Minoru Suzuki. But this was Ishii versus Minoru Suzuki. Staying in the middle of the ring, dropping forearms, and slapping the heck out of each other. Seemingly just really getting a kick out of seeing how much damage they can inflict. It, it, it was, this was so much fun. Oh, it was a ton of fun. And it hurt. Oh, yeah. And the faces that Suzuki makes and the faces that Ishii doesn't make. I know. Because he's just it's stone pit bull. Yeah. He's just, he's stone. Yeah. And Suzuki, all that kind of stuff. <laughs> it was great. <laughs> it was absolutely great. And the number of times we just said, ah, Oh, God, that hurt. I mean, there was at least twice. They're standing in the middle of the ring dropping forearms at each other. Yeah. <coughs> it sounded like a baseball bat hitting a turkey. Oh, man. Oh, it was man. so loud. Yeah. Just flesh on flesh. Oh, it was great. And then the only note I have for majority of this match does give us more Ishii and Suzuki. Yeah, dude. I want to Yeah, I want like a Give us the two, best shoot. two out of three falls hour-long match between these two. I don't know. I don't know if either guy could survive that. I really don't. Anyways, I mean, it, it was sort of incidental. Yano tapped out to Zack Sabre Jr. But at the same time, Suzuki had a Ishii yeah. in another hold. So this is kind of like Team Suzuki Goon 1. Yeah, and it didn't really matter because, again, like you said, it just went to service more even after the match. More Suzuki, Ishii. They, they, they had a chair off in the yeah. middle of the ring. Yeah, Suzuki won that, destroyed uh, his chair. Ishii's oh, my back. God. God. Who knew sticking your tongue out would make you cough that much? Yeah, dude. And after that, they went to the outside, and they spent a good minute and a half just slapping the heck out of each other in the face. Yeah. Oh, yeah. yeah, man. It was great. More. Give me more. More Please. of that. Please, give me more. <coughs> Take, do, do some bubba. Get some water in there. I just did. Uh, 
Next up, we had a never open weight championship match. Taichi, uh, which is seemingly out of his element because you got Michael Elgin, who was not wearing a singlet. Granted, no, he just had trunks. I, I haven't watched the last couple. He did not, in fact, wrestle the match naked. He was wearing something. <laughs> Sadly. I'm, if there was anybody on this card who I think I'd get a kick out of watching wrestle a match naked, it'd be him. Um, and, of course, uh, the, the champion walking into the match. Uh, Hiroki Goto. Goto. Yeah, yeah. no, Taichi, he just got bumped up to the heavyweight uh, division. <laughs> For reasons beyond my comprehension. Well, I mean, his entire packaging is hilarious. Yeah, it really is. Because it's a weird mishmash. We said this during the stream, but he's got the singing gimmick. Yeah. But he doesn't really sing. He lip syncs. Yeah. And he's, you know, it's very theatrical, like Phantom of the Opera type stuff. Yeah. He has a mask and a really. Like you turn on PB, you turn on, the, you turn on it's like PBS. like Theater. Well, no, it's like, it's more like you turn on PBS at like 11 at night and they've got those stage productions that they're oh, filming. Yeah, yeah, it's yeah. like that. Yeah, you yeah. Know? That's what I meant to say. Like opera character. Yeah. Um, yeah. So he does the singing thing. Yeah. But then he also does like male stripper when he pulls He does strippergram. Yeah. So it's like, hey, did anybody order a mailman? You know, rips it off. Yeah, the party boy. Yeah, party boy, party essentially. Boy. But then he also, he's, he's, you know, like a traditional heel. He utilizes the ring bell mallet right. to win matches. Yeah. It's all that wrapped into one package, and I find it endlessly hilarious. And I do appreciate that. So, like, when the Young Bucks got bumped up or when they bumped themselves up to heavyweight, pictures of them in the gym getting, you know, buff, protein shakes, yeah, yeah. getting jacked. Seemingly, Taichi's main road to heavyweight has been just don't work out anymore because he's just a little thicker in the midsection now bit. and uh and his pants are like two sizes too small well, his trunks were his and he trunks. was having some uh, wardrobe issues keeping those tearaway pants from tearing away on their own <laughs> yeah he was like fiddling with that the there entire was time one point where he he took a move and was supposed to sell it but his tearaway pants are about to fall off yeah. so he had to spend a few minutes Seconds on the on the ground trying to reattach his pants. Doing this, it was all very comical. Yeah, um, and then Michael Elgin's there, like buffing, you know, puffing his chest out like yeah. this because he doesn't have the singlet to sort of let loose in. Yeah, because the singlet that he used to wear was like pleather, so it wasn't like it was. Uh, it, well, was it was combo pleather and, and spandex. Yeah, but it didn't. You know, it wasn't like total spandex. Yeah, so that you know. Every little bump can be seen, so he had some breathing room in it. It was like Spanx, kind of. Is that what now, you're saying? He, yeah, <laughs> yeah, exactly, like Spanx. But now Michael Elgin, he has to make sure that hey, he's in a tip-top shape. <laughs> exactly, and his posture's good. That dude flew out the ring at yeah, one man. point and just landed in a perfect like uh, sitting position. Yeah, while taking out Tai Chi and Goto. A lot of sort of goofy spots with Taichi being outmatched by in power, obviously. Yeah. By Elgin and Goto. Being more or less out of his element. And the match was kind of it was kind of wonky to kick things off for the first like five minutes or so, but it actually kicked into into pretty decent yeah, gear. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And uh, there were some good spots. Taichi took his microphone in a good heel fashion, while his his uh, female uh, apprentice, I guess, valet, maybe valet, yeah. was uh, distracting the ref. Um, after he rolled her in yeah. the ring, uh, she distracts the ref while he grabs his microphone and, and starts, you know, beating on. Yeah, he Elgin. took a little while to capitalize on it. On that, he doled out a super kick, another kick, couldn't mm -hmm. get a pin on Goto. Yeah, um, and then Elgin uh, buckle bombed him, and then threw uh, uh, Goto in the corner, and then buckle bombed uh, Taichi into Goto. Into Goto, and then Elgin bombed. Tai Chi to get yeah. the win. So yeah. Michael Elgin is your new never open weight champion. Yeah. 
So well done, Michael Elgin. Uh, next up, we had the Young Bucks' very first title challenge uh, for the heavyweight IWGP Tag Team Championships against the cha- uh, the current champions or walking in champions, uh, Lij Evil and Sonata. Yeah, um, this was a ton of fun. Yeah, this was a blast. This um, was a lot of fun. Uh, Matt Jackson, of course, has been both kayfabe and I think shoot been nursing some sort of back injury. Although mm-hmm. he wasn't wearing the weight belt, so hopefully. This chair is really squeaky. Yeah, man. Um, hopefully his back injury is better. Nonetheless, like the first shot he took to his back, he was selling back injury. Mm-hmm. And then uh, Nick Jackson at one point was going for a kick. Um, I believe it was evil guy of the way. And so he ended up kicking the ring post. Mm-hmm. And so they were selling foot injury with Nick Jackson for the rest of the match. Yeah, evil took advantage of that. He wrapped his leg up in the guardrail at and one started point. started stomping on it. And yeah. stomped on it. And so he was – so everything that Nick Jackson – tried to do that he's sort of responsible for, you know, whenever Matt Jackson has somebody in position for a, a Melser driver, Melser driver, Indy driver, whatever. Indy taker. Indy taker. Yeah. 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 Um, One time they went for that and Nick uh, did the springboard, couldn't do it, fell off the road off. Yeah. So they end up not winning with that. Yeah. They won with more bang for your buck. Yeah. Yeah. yeah so yeah. the young bucks are now. The heavyweight tag team champion. But really, really fantastic match. Yeah, yeah, A lot of fun. I, I, really I, good storytelling. Yes, excellent storytelling. Yeah. Um, sorry, carry on. After that, Jushin Thunder Liger. This is like the most face team I've yeah. ever seen in my life. Yeah. Jushin Thunder Liger. Uh, Tanahashi. The ace. Go ace. The ace. And uh, Rey Mysterio Jr. Making his New Japan debut, I believe. Uh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, took on a uh, team of Bullet Club members, Cody, Marty Skrull, and Hangman Page. Yeah, they say they're Bullet Club. I, but they what is Bullet Club now? I don't even know. Nobody wears it. Nobody... Comes out to the theme song. Yeah, like the Young Bucks, they have like they their, have their, own theme. their Bullet Club-esque Young Bucks shirts on. Nobody wears Bullet Club. No Fale, no Tokyo Pimp. No Tomatonga. No Chase Owens. Yeah. No Tonga Loa. No. And even the other dude, Louie, what's his face? Leo. Leo Tonga. Tama Tonga. He wasn't anywhere we found. No Cody. No Bone Soldier. Yeah. I mean, Cody uh, Cody Hall. I mean. Yeah, yeah. Well, he hasn't been around a long time. He's in pro wrestling Noah. Yeah. Um, yeah. And no Ishimura. Yeah. No Bone Soldier. Soldier. No Bullet Club theme song. It's like the best theme song. It's pretty good. And yeah, and yeah, nobody was wearing no bullet Bullet club Club gear whatsoever. Yeah, man. Um, The result of this match was kind of surprised. I think we both all we both thought that since this is Mysterio's first match, they'd give him the win. But maybe they're setting up something between him and Marty. Yeah, there's any number of ways they can go. Mysterio, Marty, Mysterio, Cody. Um, But yeah, no, I mean it was it was a fun enough match. Mysterio looks great. Oh yeah. No signs of, of problems with that bicep of his. He didn't even have it taped up or nope. wrapped up nope. or anything. Yeah, nothing going on there. Yeah, he's in great shape. All arm. Yeah. Yeah. Um, Cody got the pin on Jushin Thunder Liger. Yeah, after a crossroads. A pretty nasty crossroads. Uh, fun stuff, though. I mean, everybody got to do their thing, mm-hmm. so that's good. Yeah, uh, Ray hit a 619 on both Squirrel and uh, Hangman Page. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I mean, uh, yeah, I guess this is just a setup. This like when you look at it, this kind of just seemingly sets up one thing, maybe two. I mean, we might get Tanahashi, Cody, Cody maybe at, at Cow Palace. I don't know. I kind of feel like it's gonna be Cody and the and the IWGP Heavyweight Champion at Cow Palace. Yeah, I guess that could be the thing. Mm-hmm. That could be the thing. 
He came out at the end. Yeah, maybe that's the thing. Who's Tanahashi going to take? Hangman Page. Let's see, do Jericho Tanahashi. They might do that sometime. The IC yeah. title. Yeah. That could be a thing. That could be. Anyways, yeah, Cody got the pin. Bullet Club, I guess. Bullet Club is fine. Uh, they're fine. Uh, next. They won. Uh, Hiromu Takahashi taking time bomb, taking on Will Ospreay for the Junior Heavyweight Championship. Now, I always say this. You guys can go back and watch our reactions. They're, they're available to watch. They should be available to watch by now. Um I'm gonna. I, I might just get some of our reactions and put that in a little video. Mm-hmm. I always say that, but I never do it. I'd like to do it. Maybe somebody else will do it for me. Not you. Somebody else. Somebody else. Yeah. So yeah. Just rip it and do it. Yeah. Um, this was a difficult match to watch. Yeah. Be, well, the- <laughs> it was in. It was insanely entertaining and exciting. But man, whenever the story is, who can damage the other person's neck? enough to get a win is hard to watch i was like naito omega at the the g1 final last year that was the story of that match Mm -hmm. and it was hard to watch yeah right right just because it's just upper shoulder neck impact after impact after impact so this match started off fast they just go to the middle of the ring yeah and start clobbering on each other um and then they take they 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 go to the outside expose the concrete yeah osprey does like he flies off the ramp okay so it was as if they were anxious to do this move because they sped they sped there basically they just got to it he like ran up the like a, a ticking time bomb was sort of off the ramp yeah he was down next he to the guardrail the guardrail yeah osprey jets up the 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 ramp full sprints and i swear to god like a good 80 feet away he launches himself does a flip does a flip somehow that gives him even more momentum because I swear he started going faster I think after he made the flip. More aerodynamic doing that. I think he did. He found a way to defy physics and like flew, like cartoonishly flew, like basically passed almost over over Hiromu Takahashi. He pretty much just got a piece of Hiromu's head. It looked like yeah, but yeah, if he had a little more momentum, he would have flown right over. I have no idea how he did that. It was insane. I mean, this isn't hyperbole. Insane. It looked like he flew. Anywhere between eight to ten feet. It really did before making contact. Yeah, it really it did. It was absolutely insane. Yeah, Will Osprey is a freak athlete. He really is. And uh, um, but after that, uh, or maybe before, I don't remember exactly. They uh, exposed the concrete mm-hmm. on the outside. So, so of the, course, we're just thinking, oh, sunset flip power bomb. Yeah, that's that. Suck. I don't want to see that. I don't want to. That's see hard that. enough for someone not to smack their head on the the ring mat. Yeah, on the outside. I don't want to see that. I don't yeah. see someone crack their head open on concrete Ugh. later on the match. But there is that specter of exposed concrete on the outside. Yeah. That was looming over the whole duration of the match. We're just waiting for that spot to happen. Yeah. Um, they get back in. Um, they kind of slow the pace down a bit. Um, there's some submission holds trying to wear down their opponents. Business picks back up. Um, uh, Takahashi gets Osprey in a triangle. Mm-hmm. Osprey power bombs him. Um, but Takahashi doesn't let go of the move. Uh, Osprey picks him up again. But instead of power bombing, he more or less kind of dumps him on the back of his head. Yeah, he does sort of like. Yeah, it's like a, it's like a, uh, how people land for a one wing angel, mm-hmm. except there's no hand on the back of the neck to support their their head. Although I will say Osprey on the way down did tuck mm-hmm. Hermu's neck a little bit or yeah. head a little bit, but yeah. still there wasn't that hand there to brace it. Yeah, and uh, Hermu had both his hands on uh, Osprey's arm. 
Mm-hmm. So pretty much uh, Takahashi didn't have a whole lot of chance to kind of protect himself yeah. other than tuck his chin and try to land as much on his upper back as he could. It looked rough at, real sp- at, at full speed. And the crazy thing, like the thing is that you, you got to understand about this match. You, you, <laughs> we made a joke during it. I was like, a lot of this stuff is literally too much. To, I, it's too fast to call. Too complicated. And yeah, and then you said, yeah, action too complicated to call. Yeah. And that's what it was because they would just do stuff. And I'm like, I just saw 15 moves in one sequence that mm-hmm. ate up about six seconds. Mm-hmm. You know? And I was like, I don't even know what any of this is. It was amazing, fantastic, and it hurt to watch. Yeah. And on top of it, like, it, not only did it hurt to watch, doubly so because of the anticipation just knowing these two guys. Mm-hmm. Man, they got to dial it down. Yeah, especially Will Ospreay. He came in the match with just, like his entire upper back yeah. rock taped up. Yeah. Um, so the uh, it turned out the exposed concrete didn't quite come into play. There was a sunset flip powerbomb. It was in the vicinity of the concrete, but it was just maybe a foot mm-hmm. to the uh, left mm-hmm. of the concrete. So yeah. thankfully. And then the finish was fantastic. Uh, Takahashi finally was able to pin Osprey after a uh, time bomb. And after like multiple attempts, yeah, and uh, and picked up the win. I know, surprisingly, because we thought, you know, especially after uh, Strong Style of all, where Will Osprey dropped that promo talking about wanting to be the the greatest junior heavyweight champ of all time and wanting to take that belt to the next level. I was expecting him to have a really long reign. His whole his all of his because I've watched a bunch of his promos, be it in like you know uh, short video form on Twitter or whatever. Yeah. Um, but yeah, his build as or his his reign as champion seemed to be geared towards, like you said, a longer run. Um, but then they throw this at us. And again, it sort of brings me back to, are, are were these title changes all independently sort of plotted out? Based on stories or... Based this, on uh, their individual stories? Or was the entire thing kind of a swerve to throw us off the main event story? I don't no, know. I mean, I with the know. IC title which was up next, Chris Jericho, picked up the IC title win off of Tetsuya Naito in a crazy entertaining match. Mm-hmm. Just an absolutely entertaining match. It, before the bell even started, there was a good 10 minutes of Jericho... Destroying Naito. Completely annihilating Naito. Naito walks down the ramp. He's right about to get to the ring. Jericho comes from behind, lays him out. And then just proceeds to beat the heck out of him through the crowd. Mm-hmm. Um, he sets up a table, power bombs him through it. Mm-hmm. It's all before the bell rings. Yeah. Um, goes over to the announcer area, DDTs Naito onto the table. He basically spikes him on the table. Yeah. yeah, yeah. And so this takes, as you said, a good eight to ten minutes. Mm-hmm. Finally, Jericho rolls him in the ring, yells at Red Shoes to ring the bell. He yeah. does. Um, Jericho goes for a cover, and Naito kicks out pretty much immediately. Yeah, 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 yeah. Um, uh, there's blood on Naito. He still has a suit on. Yeah. He doesn't have his jacket on, but he has, yeah. like, the vest and the shirt and the pants. He has all that still on for, through, like, the first half of the match. Um, Naito starts bleeding from his right eye. Mm-hmm. I, I think it was right under it. Um, yeah, yeah, it was. Um, eventually, Naito makes a comeback. Um, he goes to the outside, grabs a piece of the table that Jericho powerbombed him through, and hits Jericho over the head with it. Goes to the table that he got DDT'd on mm-hmm. and gives Jericho a pile driver on top of it. Yeah. So some good symmetry there. Um, uh, Jericho, several times uh, throughout this, uh, gets Naito in the walls of Jericho. Mm-hmm. Naito always finds a way to escape, getting to the ropes, re- uh, escaping it, reversing it. Um, until at one point, Jericho, uh, or sorry, Naito goes for a top rope Hurricane Rana. Jericho holds on to him. 
kind of almost drops him on his head right into the walls of Jericho. Mm-hmm. Um, Naito gets out. Um, there was a weird spot where it looked like Jericho wasn't sure how to sell a Destino. <laughs> they figure it out, though. <laughs> yeah. I mean, because it is kind of a weird... Uh, no, know, it really it's, is. It's kind of a weird setup for the it movie. It really is, yeah. Um, Naito eventually hits a Destino, but Jericho um, is near the ropes and grabs onto it. Mm-hmm. Um, there's this great spot where Naito is going for a flying forearm, and Jericho just gives him the code breaker in midair. Yeah, that was Gosh, that was awesome. And Jericho's character work was absolutely brilliant during this. He was just hilarious. He was just cursing a lot. What did he say to Red Shoes? Come Don't on. be a son of a bitch. Stop being a son of a bitch. Yeah. Yeah. When, uh, when uh, he didn't declare. I think it was when Naito uh, broke free one of the, code, or the uh, walls of mm-hmm. Jericho's. Um, anyways, Naito kicks out at two on that code breaker attempt. Um, the finish saw Jericho push Red Shoes, hit a low blow on Naito, Codebreaker, Jericho picks up the win. He is the new IWGP Intercontinental Champion. Um, he wasn't done with Naito, though, after the bell. Right. Hit him with the belt. Hit him with the IC belt. Uh-huh. Took his own belt off. Uh-huh. Started beating him up with that. Yeah. Um, and then Evil comes down, fends off Jericho, makes the save. So mm-hmm. I'm guessing we're going to get Jericho versus Evil. Maybe. G1 special. Yeah, that, that's, yeah, that could be. That could be. But as you said, Jericho's character work throughout was exceptional. And it's... it's and Naito did an awesome, 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 awesome job selling everything. It's really interesting. I, I think I... What's happening here is is really, really cool writing. Mm-hmm. It's the two... Two of the big four. Naito Omega kind of taking parallel paths in different directions, I guess, you know, like, or opposite paths, I guess. Yeah. You got Okada, who's the anchor. He's the title guy, right? And you've got two guys who are the obvious number one contenders for mm-hmm. it. I mean, Tanahashi's sort of doing something else. But you got Naito and Omega, two guys. Okay, well, Omega should have won it at Wrestle Kingdom last year. Naito should have won it at Wrestle Kingdom this year. Mm-hmm. Both guys, and then you take a look at the paths they're on, one guy won the big title tonight because he's moving forward. Same way with Okada having built up his title reign via sort of, I guess you could say, absorbing everybody's powers and becoming Okada reborn. Yeah. Well, on the same way, on the same in the same manner, Omega has been moving his life forward past Bullet Club, mm-hmm. you know, with the Golden Lovers, getting through all of his stuff. Mm-hmm. Naito, on the other hand, the other number one contender, the other obvious guy who should have been winning the, the or, 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 or seemed like to be in a position to win the title. Yeah. yeah has been going backwards. Mm-hmm. He's been relying on his past far too much. And look at where it's got him. Now he doesn't even have the IC title. Yeah. The title that he took for granted yeah. a year ago. Now he's even lost that to a guy who's like pushing 50 years old. Yeah. And so where does that leave him? I know they've done a really good job of kind of deconstructing the Naito character yes. throughout the year. I mean, yeah. I, I hadn't really thought about that until Wrestle Kingdom when he tried to do his old finisher uh-huh. against Okada. And the commentary team was really clear to point that out. A, uh, he did that mm-hmm. and kind of alluded to him kind of relying too much on what happened in the past. And especially with the IC title, that was the, the reason he wanted to destroy that belt is because when he earned his first, as he thought, Wrestle Kingdom main event, um, like him being in that title spot. This is before LIJ, before all that. Mm-hmm. Um, it wasn't going over well with the crowd. They held a vote in his match against Okada, which was supposed to be the main event for the IWGP heavyweight title, 
was bumped to second on the card for a Nakamura Tanahashi match for the IC title. Mm -hmm, so yeah. he always held resentment for that IC title. And it seemed yeah. like when he won it this time, he didn't beat it up. Yeah. Um, that maybe he was moving forward, mm -hmm. but perhaps yeah. not. So yeah. it's interesting to see. He's still immensely popular. Oh, oh yeah, so he, no. He can, he can eat losses for a little while and not lose any of his popularity. Well, and I think, I mean, here's the thing. It's it's not just that he can lose, he can, he can eat losses. It's this, I would think, is approaching bottom for him. Yeah. He's got to realize that what I'm doing isn't working. I have to. And so it is going to be very interesting over the next six months leading into the next Wrestle Kingdom to see what they do with mm -hmm. Naito. Like, how is he going to, what's going to be his path the way we saw Kenny Omega's path mm -hmm. play out over the last six months or so? Yeah. What's going to be his, his, his way? And if they, and this all depends if they, they, they want Naito to be the top guy, want to be, you know, ace material essentially. Mm -hmm. And this is all based on what I know about previous Wrestle Kingdoms. And so, and so it's not a ton. But it seems the trajectory for, for Naito might very well be, it might not even be this Wrestle Kingdom, it might be the one after that, this upcoming Wrestle Kingdom, where uh, he moves forward, builds himself back up, gets that belt off, if it's going to be this year, Omega at some mm -hmm. point in the fall. Okada wins the G1. So Naito walks into Wrestle Kingdom as champ to face Okada, the guy he couldn't beat last mm -hmm. year. And it's similar to the story, as I understand it, of Okada and Tanahashi, where the first time Okada took on Tanahashi for the belt at Wrestle Kingdom, he lost, and mm -hmm. it devastated him. So the following year, he had won the belt. He walked in as champion. Tanahashi was a challenger. He beat him. He's new ace, yeah, essentially. So if, and this is all assuming if they want Naito to kind of be in that similar role, mm -hmm. that might be the narrative they're looking to do down the line. I'm kind of curious. So we're like, we're filming this as... We're sort of filming this as the press conferences are probably wrapping up around now. Mm -hmm. I'm really curious to know what Naito's press conference mm -hmm. is. It'll, it might give us a clue as to true. what's going to, you know, wh where does he see himself? You know, I mean, because his character is so, you know, tranquilo. It's blase, yeah, yeah, yeah. you know, and even Omega in his, in his post-match uh, 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 promo mentioned, you know, he dropped the word tranquilo and the crowd kind of gasped at it, uh, gasped at it, yeah. And uh, and so it's going to be kind of interesting to see, um, you know, how that all plays out. We're going to like videos here to see if anybody's put it up in short form video form on uh, on Twitter. I don't see it anywhere. Yeah, I don't see it either. But uh, but no, it, it is going to be very interesting. I'm going to, you know, definitely check that out tomorrow after I've gotten some sleep or later on today yeah. or whatever. Um. So yeah, that's but a really it. fun match. It was no, it, it, it was, was it was so much fun. Jer Jericho especially just made it so much fun. Um, but yeah, I think Naito's story is going to be very interesting to watch uh, unfold over the next, over the next six months. Yeah, the next absolutely. Year, so. Yeah, and that leads us to that led, leads us to our main event: Kenny Omega versus Kazuchika Okada. I mean, dude, in a nutshell. I mean, until now, their time limit draw match has been my favorite. I, I don't see how this isn't my favorite now. I know. I mean, I'll, maybe I'll have to go back and watch it again or see some highlights. But man, this was so this was nail biting. It was mm -hmm. so so good, mm -hmm. and it builds upon the stories of the other matches too. Yeah, exactly. It really yeah. does. Yeah. Um. Uh, so the the first fall didn't happen until a half hour into the match. Roughly, mm -hmm. um, there's this great spot where Okada had the upper hand. Had Kenny on the outside of the ring, tossed him over the guardrail, setting him up for his crossbody over the guardrail, which you see him do a bunch of times. Mm -hmm. Well, Kenny decided to counter that with a vicious V-trigger. Yeah. 
uh, to Okada while Okada was in midair. This was a spot that like was like we both shouted because we were like we did not expect that to happen because again they're playing with your expectations. Mm-hmm. Okada's done this spot a million times and it's always so much fun to watch so you don't expect it to be interrupted. Mm-hmm. Like it's like oh cool he's going to do that bit let's watch now and then all of a sudden Kenny Omega busts a V trigger out mid air. Yeah. A mid fun splash. It was absolutely fantastic. Yeah. Um the first kind of major story beat happened when Okada uh kicked Omega off the apron and into the guardrail, ribs first. Mm-hmm. And Kenny, throughout the rest of the match, was really selling his ribs. Yeah. Um, Red Shoes, he went down uh, ringside area to check on him. Um, almost seemed like he was calling over for some sort of trainer or something. Kenny was like, no, no, I'm fine. Yeah, yeah. Go away. So Kenny's selling um, a rib injury. This is why you went to go to use the bathroom. They and also- Okada hit this massive top rope drop kick. It's like a hit Kenny right in the head. Yeah. It was insane. They also did this really silly, but I think probably really cool uh, intro video thing for Kenny Omega. Oh, yeah. Where him and Kota Ibushi, who's been his sort of trainer and he's corner guy for the main event, um, <laughs> sort of discuss in sort of like a really weird ethereal sort of... Well, I mean, before golden, shows Golden, up. like... Huge yeah. scene. Yeah, before... Coda showed up though. It, 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 it featured Kenny kind of walking through this gold tinted um, room mm-hmm. or hallway or something, and it's like he starts having a migraine and he starts flashing back to all that's transpired since you know his Wrestle Kingdom match against Okada. Yeah, the ups and the downs. Um, and uh, Coda walks in and through some sort of telepathy, perhaps, mm-hmm. um, communicates with Kenny, yeah. saying, you know, hey, this is essentially this is where we're at. This is where we're at. What does this cost you? And there's the shot of the Bullet Club logo, and, and it kind of dithers away. dithers away. And Kenny says, everything. Yeah. Um, and, and then it's like, okay, now it's time to move on. Mm-hmm. Forward. Yeah. Um, Kenny comes down the ring. Okada comes down. Match starts. Um, uh, the first fall goes to Kazuchika Okada. Mm-hmm. Um, Kenny reversed. Shoot, how it was intricate. I feel like he reversed a tombstone or a rainmaker or something. Tried to do a, a roll up, and Okada reversed that into a roll up of his own and got the first mm-hmm. pinfall yeah. win. Yeah. And after that first pinfall, man, Okada was cocky. Mm, yeah, yeah, yeah. He was yeah, like, yeah. "Come on, yeah, come on." Big smile on he his face. Couldn't wait to get this, the second yeah. fall started. To win the match, mm-hmm. um, and then about another twenty-five minutes later, awesome back and forth action. See what I thought they were going to do again. This, as you mentioned, it was it's, it's setting up expectations and playing off them. Mm-hmm. The entire first fall and a vast majority of the second fall, neither man could get their finisher off. Right, and so I was fully expecting Kane to get the second fall, but without hitting the one wing angel. So the third fall, the story would be like, okay, who can get their who finisher get off their, first yeah. to, to get the win? But no, that didn't happen. Yeah, Kenny got the second fall because he hit a, he hit a V trigger and then a one winged angel. Mm-hmm. And so the and then what I say as soon as that happened, Kenny's not winning this match. Yeah, because in my mind he hit his finisher. That's it. He's done. Yeah, playing again, off expectations. Again, playing off expectations. Yeah, yeah, exactly. And then on to the, the the third and final fall, and that's where the drama really picked up. These two guys can sell exhaustion like no, uh, nobody else. Like nobody else. It was funny. There was one bit where they were both trying to get each other up for a tombstone, and I said to you, I said, this is what it would be like if you and I, at our, at our best, at our most fresh, at our peak, this is what it would look like if we were trying to do tombstones yeah. to each other. Yeah. 
It'd be awkward and clumsy. And they sold it so well. They sold so much of that third fall was just combating the previous falls. Essentially. Well, it was, it was, it was the, not the fatigue. only them battling each other, but battling their own their own bodies falling level. apart. Yeah, their basically. own limits. Yeah, 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 yeah. Is yeah, yeah. yeah. who could push through uh, that level of fatigue mm-hmm. to muster up that last little move, that last little bit of energy that'll lead them to victory. Yeah, um, and it was back and forth the whole time. Um, Okada went for a. a, a Okada went for a power bomb. Okada uh, held on or reversed it, um, but Omega still had him. Hit a Styles Clash. Yeah, something yeah. we hadn't seen. Yeah. Um, oh, even before that. Sorry. Um, Omega goes for a one-wing angel. Okada reverses into a rainmaker. Okada, the first time he hit a rainmaker, Omega kicks out. Mm-hmm. Um, and then the Styles Clash spot. And there was a couple other spots where uh, Kenny was trying to go for a one-wing angel and couldn't get Okada up. Yeah, it's a it's a rough move to pull off. <laughs> like it's well, like fresh. It seemed like it would be because you're yeah. deadlifting essentially a person right, on exactly. your shoulders. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Um, uh, uh, after that, um, Omega has the upper hand. Kota Ibushi gets on the apron, starts talking to Kenny, and and, and you know, kind of advises him maybe try this because because at this point Kenny's having a hard time getting one wing angel off, so he couldn't hit his own finisher. Hence the Styles Clash. Yeah. Um, and Kota says, "Go up top." So Kenny Omega goes up, and tries a Phoenix Splash, which is Kota's was Coda's finishing move. Yeah. Misses completely. And again, you're kind of thinking at that point, because especially like Don Callis, especially is like, you know, selling, why is he telling him to do this? Why doesn't he just let him wrestle, wrestle his, his match? match? Yeah. And you're thinking, oh man, that's a huge mistake. That's going to cost him. That's going to lead into a story. Yeah. So, you know, things that you think are going to happen don't happen. Well, then uh, certainly thereafter, Okada goes for a Rainmaker, mm-hmm. connects, but he can't follow through. He just collapses. Yeah. Yeah. And so Kenny kind of does a half sell where he's standing up but kind of wobbly on his feet, and Okada just yeah. falls to the mat. Um, after that, Okada hits a Rainmaker. Another goes for a third to finish Kenny off. Kenny reverses, counters uh, the third attempt into a German suplex. He tries going for another German suplex, or hits another German suplex, tries for a third. Okada counters. A lot of great countering into this mm-hmm. match. Um, Omega goes, reverses the Rainmaker into another one winged angel, hits it. But he can't make the cover. Okada's right. right near the ropes, too, so it wouldn't have mattered. Um, more back and forth. More ex- selling of exhaustion. More of them just trying to muster, get just enough to hit mm-hmm. that one last move. Yeah. Kenny finally does it. Pins Okada after a one-winged angel. Wins the IWGP heavyweight title. Yeah. Uh, Young Bucks come out. They sort of keep their space. Um, well, they slowly make their way down the ramp. Yeah. Get up on the apron. Kenny sees them. Brings them in for a big hug. They all hug. Big group hug. Coda gets in there, too. Uh-huh. All four of them are, are embracing. Kenny cuts. Uh, oh, Cody comes out. No, first, Kenny cuts a promo. Oh, okay, okay, okay. He cuts the promo first in Japanese. Yeah. And, um, and the great thing is the awesome thing was they had the English translator on hand so that as he was speaking in Japanese, the English audience, you know, who really wants to know what's going on, yeah, yeah. Um, gets to know what's being said. Yeah. And it was, I mean, it was fairly generic. You know, he said, you know, I'm, uh, it's been a long road or whatever. I'm champion now. It's going to be, I don't know. It was fairly generic stuff. He said, I'm a champion. My best friends are champions. Um, and, you know, and there's this lovely Kota Ibushi here as well. And I love him. And, uh, and then he says, and you know what? This is for our, you know, our English fans. I'll, I'll speak some English now. It's like we're an international promotion or something. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Global yeah, yeah. promotion. So I'll like speak that. a couple words in English. 
Uh, and again, I forget exactly. What well, he, he kind of said, you know, for all the people who said you should cash in. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. Play yeah. it safe. Yeah, kind of making a reference to you know people thinking he's going to go to the WWE. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. And he says, I, I do things the way I want to do them. Mm, yeah, essentially. Yeah, and he said in his Japanese promo, or yeah, in the Japanese promo, he said, um, essentially, you know, people thinking, you know. Me not winning the belt means I'm going to leave. Well, you know, that's not the case. I do. You know, and then in the English one, he said, I do what I want. Mm-hmm. I live my life the way I want to uh, live it. Big group hug. Um, Cody comes out, just goes to like not even mid ramp, uh, just sort of stares and then turns around and walks away. Mm-hmm. So probably Cody versus Kenny at G1 special. Yeah, San yeah, it could be the case. Um, or Kenny can avenge his loss from uh, Ring of Honor. Mm-hmm. Yeah, uh, Super yeah. of Honor. Yeah, yeah, that's right, that's right, that's right. Um, and then in the the and then the show ends. Uh, we caught a little bit of Kenny's uh, press conference, um, and it was all good stuff. He declared the last thing that we sort of saw was he declared the Kota Ibushi, the Young Bucks, Kenny Omega are now the Golden Elite. So we got that. Mm-hmm. Make some t-shirts. new faction. New faction. Going to sell a lot of t-shirts. Yep. So, I mean, absolutely stunning card. Yeah. Fantastic main event. Blast of a show in entirety. It was, it, was, it was really fun. Yeah. And, again, thanks to all the friendos for hanging out with us during the live stream. You guys really make it something extra, extra special. Yeah. A lot of great jokes. A lot of great, a lot of great moments. And it's always it's so much fun to go through that stuff with you guys. Yep. So, uh, anyways, we're gonna go home and rest. Yeah, uh, I am gonna sleep. You're gonna eat donuts. I think yeah. that's that's and a then fair, I'll sleep eventually. Fair trade. Anyways, uh, so yeah, that's it. Hilton, wake up! I need you to hit the music, dude. Hilton, there it is. Wait, there we go. There we go. Thank you, Hilton. Good job, Hilton. Hilton. Anyways, Hilton. Can't talk right now. I know. Me neither. I'm dead. Anyways, that's. That's it for the show. Thanks so much for tuning in. Until next time, we'll talk to you guys later. Bye. Angie's List is now Angie, and we've heard a lot of theories about why. I thought it was an eco-move. Fewer words, less paper. No, it was so you could say it faster. No, it's to be more iconic. Must be a tech thing. But those aren't quite right. It's because now you can compare upfront prices, book a service instantly, and even get your project handled from start to finish. Sounds easy. It is. And it makes us so much more than just a list. Get started at Angie.com. That's A-N-G-I. Or download the app today. Angie has made it easier than ever to connect with skilled professionals to get all your jobs projects done well. I absolutely love this because, you know, if you own a home, it can be really hard to maintain. It's hard to find people that can help you for a big project or a small. Well, whether it's in everyday maintenance and repairs or making dream projects a reality, it can be hard just to know where to start. But now all you need to do is answer that and find a skilled local pro who will deliver the quality and expertise you need. Angie has over 20 years of home service experience and they've combined it with new tools to simplify the whole process. Bring them your project online or with the Angie app, answer a few questions and Angie can handle the rest from start to finish or help you compare quotes from multiple pros and connect instantly, which means you can take care of just about any home project in just a few taps, because when it comes to getting the most out of your home, you can do this when you Angie that. Download the free Angie mobile app today or visit Angie.com. 
That's A-N-G-I dot com.